Hello and welcome to another episode of the Menswear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. How are we doing? On this episode, we're going to be talking to Simon Cotton, Chief Executive of Johnston's of Elgin. Johnston's of Elgin has over 200 years of tradition and experience in textile manufacturing. Since 1797, the company has produced the finest woven products from the finest of fibres. Over the years, they have expanded their business and extended the mill, but they've also built a community which time and again has proved to be their greatest asset. To date, they employ 900 people in this country alone, and Simon has graciously taken out time of the day to talk about the company and how it's dealing with the pandemic, along with other things. So that interview coming up shortly. In the meantime, make sure you're checking out the website, menswearstyle.co.uk. That's where we put all the show notes, all the links to everything that we talk about on the show. Also, you have lifestyle features, travel features, what's going on with the brands right now during this crazy time. So make sure you're checking that out. And if you want to get in touch with me here at the show, maybe you want to be a guest, maybe you want to come on and talk about your brand, it's info at menswearstyle.co.uk. Here is that interview with Simon Cotton, Chief Executive of Johnston's of Elgin. It's my great pleasure to introduce to the podcast Simon Cotton, Chief Executive of Johnston's of Elgin. How are we doing today, Simon? Very good, thank you. Excellent. Whereabouts in the world are you? Um, I'm up in Elgin. I'm just uh, five minutes away from our mill, which is closed at the moment, so I'm working from home. Um, but uh, I am in a beautiful part of the country, overlooking the barley fields and a small Scottish castle, so um, it's not a bad location. It sounds uh, sounds very picturesque, and for the people that can't obviously see the recording, there's a nice sliver of sunlight coming in through your window. and it's, it's a glorious day, as clearly it always is a glorious day up here in Murray in Scotland. <laughs> Excellent. So, Simon, uh, maybe if you can just give us a thumbnail sketch of you. Um, I know Johnston's of Elgin has got a huge history, so I won't ask you to kind of go into the entire backlog, but maybe uh, what you do within the company and how the company is in its current state. So uh, I'm the chief executive. I have been for six years. Um, so our operation consists of two manufacturing, two major manufacturing plants and a couple of satellites um, where we make woven products and knitted products. So we have the woven products up in Elgin, the knitted products down in Hoik. Um, and we also have our own retail, our own coffee shops. Um, and but the majority of our business is manufacturing for some of the, the world's top luxury brands. So we are we are largest as a private label supplier to, to luxury brands. Um, and about one third of our business is our own brand. I see. And so for the people that are uninitiated, what luxury brands would these be? Well, we don't talk about them. They talk about us. Um, but if you imagine the... The best brands that you will see on Bond Street or any of the other world's top shopping streets, we're probably supplying around about two thirds of those. Interesting, amazing. And where do we source the uh, the cashmere? Is it local to Elgin? No, cashmere. Cashmere. Um, you get a tiny, tiny amount from every cashmere goat. So you get about two hundred grams on average from a cashmere goat. So we need a, or, or there needs to be a huge. Uh, grazing area for, for Kashmir. So it is generally grown in Mongolia and in the Mongolia region of China, a little bit in places like Afghanistan as well. 
Um, and it is a vast, vast area that Kashmir herding happens over. It tends to be very poor land that's not suitable for much else with really extreme winters, um, which make the fibre, the under down, which is what we want, um, to, to become very, very thin, very fine, very soft, um, and give the animal a lot of protection during the winter. Um, and it's combed in the springtime. So as the, as the uh, fibre starts to float, uh, the animal wants to lose that. The herders will comb that fibre uh, from the animal and um, it will can retain the guard hair. So it's a very long traditional process that's been going for hundreds of years with, in a lot of cases, traditional nomadic herding practices behind it. So it's not something we could do in scale here in Scotland. Um, there has been attempts before. The climate tends to be, believe it or not, a little bit warm here. Mm. Um, and actually, you do need those extreme temperatures of down to minus 30 or you need very, very, very good uh, genetics. There are some attempts or there are there's some really good work being done with a small herd in England and also one in New Zealand now to develop those genetics that you could do even without the extreme temperatures. That's interesting. And so just dial me back a little bit. So you've been with the company six years. How did you get ingratiated into Johnston's of Elgin? Yeah, well, I, I like to tell the story that it was it was a little like getting Willy Wonka's golden ticket because, yeah. I mean, in, in textile manufacturing, it, it is kind of a, a dream job. Um, I'd been in textiles for 11 years previously um, with a company called Russell Corporation who make Russell Athletic and some other brands as well. So very much at a different end of the, of the market, much more sportswear, promotional wear, corporate wear, that type of thing. So I'd done that for 11 years. I had um, managed companies making kitchen sinks for five years. Um, and I'd done a lot of international work, brand development work, marketing, product development, that, that kind of thing. So um, I had done a lot of things that we do in Johnson's, but there's no job that's really similar to it, to be honest, in terms of the, the variety and the, the breadth of things that you need to you need to be able to do. Interesting. And so the the term chief executive. Can you just give us a, a little insight into what it is that you do with Johnson's of Elgin now? Yeah, um, I, I look after the team who looks after the, the various bits of the business. So um, my top team consists of operations directors for the two for the two mills, um, our finance director, our sales director, um, our retail director, a uh, a marketing director and our creative director. So, um, a, sorry, and an HR director, probably the most important right at this moment. Um, but yes, it's a, it's it's really about coordinating that team, making sure all our various operations are, are going in the right direction um, and looking after the strategic development of the business. Um, so I, I need to ask the elephant in the room question. Um, how is the pandemic affecting Johnston's of Elgin now. Um, what's the state of play there? Yeah, we, we closed down operations um, earlier in March. <coughs> so we had to, I should say that's not a COVID-related um, cough, thankfully. <laughs> um, I, we closed down operations um, earlier in March. So we have been locked down in hibernation, whatever term we want to use, really since, uh, since the 20th of March, we closed retail and the the 23rd of March, we closed um, our manufacturing operations. So we're well into that process now. Um, out of our 1,000 employees, around about 960 are furloughed and, and at home at the moment. And, and of the remaining 40, most of those are at home as well, um, working from home like myself. 
I see. Um, and I guess it's it's a worrying time for everyone. Uh, is is there any kind of light at the end of the tunnel? Is there anything that you guys can be doing in the meantime, taking stock, uh, paying more attention to digital campaigns, etc.? Yeah, I mean, we're, our digital business is is doing very well. Um, we're still communicating with customers. We're still um, obviously there's certain things that we need to do around maintenance, etc. Um, but most of the operations depend on on having manufacturing running. So you know, until manufacturing is running again, it will be very quiet. Um, doesn't necessarily feel very quiet at the moment because there is a lot of strategic planning going on. There's a lot of pre- preparations needing to be done for whenever the eventual return to work is. Um, and we're doing a few bits and pieces, like for example, we're, we're now getting into a situation where we can make samples again and we can uh, do things like that. We're doing a little bit of scrub manufacture for local NHS uh, facilities, primary care facilities, things like that. So there is a, there's a lot of activity, but it's not the normal activity that we would do. You know, we've not got any We've not got any weaving going at the moment. We haven't got any knitting going at the moment. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a very, it's a very different business for the time being. Yeah, I'm, uh, no, a bit interesting. And talk to me a little bit, please, about the the website. And also, you have the flagship st- or a store in London on Bond Street. And how how is that performing? Or you know, up until this this uh, pandemic, how how is that going along in London for you? Yeah, London's been very good for us. Um, it's it was a it was a step at the time because I mean we've best been known as a manufacturer and we've been developing the 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 brand as a as a real brand um, very hard over the last five six years. Um, we established Bond Street a few years ago and it was it was considered a risk at the time by us. Um, what was really gratifying was that people who knew us said, "Well, why is it taking you so long?" Um, because we have been you know known as the the best kept secret in British textile manufacturing. You know, we've been the the brand behind the brands for many, many years. Um, and it was really gratifying that everybody responded to it very well and said, well, actually, you know, you guys should be here. So mm. that was nice. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, before that, you have concessions. I don't know if that's the right word in Fortnum Mason. Uh, liberty and etc so it must have been something of a leap of faith to get some bricks and mortar in london under your own name yes it's it's helped it's helped us it helps people understand what the whole brand does because a lot of our customers uh, come into us on a specific category so actually it was the, the first time we could showcase everything we do which is everything from socks through to jackets through to coats through to knitwear through to obviously what we're probably best known for which is uh, accessories um so it was a chance for everybody to see that in one place um and that was has been very helpful because um companies like harrods and selfridges have been very good in terms of developing with us and helping us develop into a more rounded brand and have given us space and have given us support uh in london and i think you know that has helped with that relationship yeah well i'm just as we're talking nosing around your website for the 10th time today <laughs> how much input do you have on the e-commerce side you know by doing that you're going to throw off all our metrics we're going to be measuring why this person's <laughs> spending so much time on the website yeah where's the really... funneling come from yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, the, the e-commerce side of our business, I and mean, we're, we're very fortunate. We've got a really exceptional team. 
um, most of whom are based up here in Elgin. And it's not the obvious place to have a, a top class uh, e-commerce team, but but they've been with us for a, for a good length of time and they've they've got tremendous skills. Um, we're seeing great growth on that before the, the, the crisis. Actually, we've had an extremely good time during the crisis, as you can imagine, because people can't get our products from shops in many cases now. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously on, on certain things, you know, we're, we're very closely associated as a brand with, with comfort, with home, with loungewear, um, and all those things are, are quite pertinent at the moment. You know, so if you really want to sort of cocoon yourself up in, in Kashmir while, uh, while the world goes by, um, we can cater for that. Uh, we're also very, very well used for gifting. Um, and a lot of what people have been doing is going out and sending, you know, uh, a cashmere blanket to a, to a friend who's isolated or a pair of cashmere socks. And uh, it's been nice to be able to put some things in place to support that and make it easier and maybe a bit more affordable as well. God, I need some friends like that. <laughs> I'm just mentally going through my roller decks of friends thinking, who's going to send me a cashmere fro? No one is. But the word um, cocoon or cosseted in cashmere just sounds like a, a beautiful way to spend a Sunday afternoon. You've got a, you've got so many great garments on the website. I'm wondering, do I don't know if you know this, but is there a certain portfolio that gets a lot more attention than something else, say like the home interiors versus accessories, etc.? You know, the interesting thing is everybody has their own view of what we do and everybody tends to come into one area and and fall in love in that area and assume that's all we do. Mm. Um, So, you know, we do have people who who just come in every year and they they buy their new cashmere scarf and they're very happy with that and and really don't look at the rest. We've got other people who are really loyal to us on knitwear. We've got people who have their entire homes kitted out with Johnson's throws and fabric and rugs and all the rest of the stuff, um, which is which is lovely. Um, and it is that, I guess it is a brand which you you can form a relationship with. You know, I mean, we we're very proud of um, the the people that we have, the craftsmanship, the stories that we can tell. Um, and I think people connect with that and then want to get more into the brand. Um, and explore more areas with it. Yeah, interesting. And I guess with the e-commerce side, naturally then comes social media and how to leverage that to bring and generate traffic to the site. Do you indulge uh, yourself with influencers at all? Does that have any bearing on the business? We do, yeah. We've had some great interactions with influencers. um, and, And I think influencers are generally very keen to be associated with with a manufacturer you know a lot of what they are interested in the industry is that manufacturing process you know they like to see raw cashmere being turned into a a finished garment and to see all the manufacturing processes so what we try to do is is bring them up show them around the mill um, let them experience a little bit of of murray and the hospitality and so forth um, and try and let them form a real relationship we're not so interested in paying somebody to wear something or um you know just just trying to associate a name we want we want influencers who have a genuine and authentic interest in what we do and, and we're quite lucky that that many of them do that excellent on the social media side we've got a we've got a, a brilliant person in-house who, who deals with all of that um and it really helps because because a lot of what we do post about and talk about is is what's going on in the mill you know it's it's real stories 
it's really important that that is somebody in house so that they can they can glean all that information and, and understand what's going on. It's not something we could do outside. Yeah, interesting. And I'm just also curious: does because of the the history of Johnston's of Elgin, do you have a royal warrant at all? We do. We have the the royal warrant um, for estate tweeds from uh, Prince Charles, who call, is called the Duke of Rossi in in Scotland. Right. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm curious about royal warrants because it came up in a conversation earlier with a friend. What do, what kind of cachet does that give a business, if any? No, it's a great association. I mean, obviously, um, it, it's an eclectic group of brands that go in there, but they're all ones who've been selected by the royal family as as you know the the best of the best. So it's something we're we're very proud to be associated with. Um, it's something that is increasingly recognized i think it, it has taken on even more prominence as people try and cut their way through the swathes of brands who are who are making claims who are you know you're trying to to put on a a story um and the market is crowded i mean there's there's so many brands out there that having something which really uh signifies that you are recognized by somebody independent and you can't get much more independent than the royal family um is 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 very nice and it does work particularly in asian markets um also in the american market um it's very helpful and who would you say is the biggest demographic outside of the uk for you outside of the uk our biggest market is japan uh -huh. um in japan we are very much associated with the cashmere stall and and japanese ladies love to wrap themselves up in a in a johnson's cashmere tartan stall um, a very traditional product for us um but one that you know, is it, it's a very, very luxurious item, and we 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 have sold an awful lot of them into the Japanese market, um, and we are very, very appreciative of of that custom. It's become quite an iconic product, you know. So the every every year, um, the the well-to-do Japanese ladies will will go out and select the next product, the next uh, design for for the season, which is which is very very gratifying for us uh, and it's almost a mark of the seasons when you start seeing the cashmere stalls coming out in japan it's as uh, as, as iconic as the cherry blossoms in the spring oh that's so sweet god bless them that's really nice um i have a question it's probably going off the grass a bit but have you ever entertained the idea or, or have you ever done as a brand suits and suiting i know you do the jackets the shirts and coats but have you ever done suits at all we we did a little bit of it. Um, we decided it really wasn't suiting us. Um, we are a much more casual, relaxed brand. That's what our fibers suit. Um, our, our, our yarn production is a woolen yarn manufacturing process. So we do have a, the product that we make in-house is naturally a more, um, uh, a more fibrous, more, more, more fluffy yarn than you would you would use for suits um so it's not a native product to us we would use somebody else's yarn for that and also we started to enter it at the time when really the the move towards casualization was, was taking off and of course there's brilliant british um suiting brands and brilliant brilliant italian suiting brands um but there is less and less demand out there as people go more casual in the workplace mm. so it was kind of the wrong time to be going in that direction. So we've really retrenched around, you know, gorgeous knitwear, very comfortable clothing, relaxed jackets, relaxed fit trousers, you know, a much more casual or smart casual look. Interesting. Well, 
Listen, Simon, thanks for taking time out of your day to walk me through the brand and the various facets and the the various sections of Johnston's of Elgin. Um, I find it fascinating. I find the, the website beautiful. The products look immense and uh, I'm, I'm actually hovering over the, uh, the the book section as well as we speak so again it's going to screw with your statistics a little bit of where this is coming from but like... the, the, the analysts are going to go crazy tomorrow. <laughs> i do i like the fabrics of scotland it's got a foreword by her royal highness i'm i'm all over that i'm getting involved we will have to send you down down a copy uh, that'd be great tangentially simon uh, i have to end this question because i wrote it down at the top before any other questions as a proud scot is your favorite film highlander or braveheart <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure how much real scottishness is in either of those but it probably has to be braveheart yeah good choice all right brilliant well simon thanks again for your time thanks a lot take care bye take care mate bye-bye Simon Cotton there. Given the agony of choice, Highlander or Braveheart, which way do you go? Anyway, that's it from me. Thank you, Simon, for coming onto the show. Thank you for listening, for sharing, writing those lovely reviews on iTunes. It means a lot to us. In the meantime, stay safe and remember, it's only fashion, people, and you're never fully dressed without a smile. <laughs>